Grin would be the only one you'd need. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning from Tampa, Florida. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, but today, today is all about hockey. Great day for hockey, as Badger Bob would say. And I am ecstatic to be here in the home of the Stanley Cup champs to cover an actual game. Not preseason, not camp scrimmage, not, you know, complete absence of hockey, which we've all been dealing with for months, but actual, real live, meaningful pucks Big stage, national stage with ESPN coverage, the whole deal. And you know what? If all you had to prepare you for this day was this one podcast, you'd have been okay because I've been saying for weeks now how this roster would shape up for this day. And aside from a couple of COVID complications, this was nailed. It just was. It was nailed. And that began conceptually. Because what you had to first look at was that you're not going to have Sid, you're not going to have Geno, so what kind of system are you going to play? Well, you're going to play a system that's every bit the system that this head coach has always moved toward. And it's, it's still his base system, even when the stars are there, but he just emphasizes it all the more because he can emphasize it all the more. And he was going to go with players he trusted. That was going to be number one here. And that's why I kept saying on this show, don't pay any attention to Radim Zahorna right now. Just don't. He might be part of the future. He's not now. Don't pay any attention even to Drew O'Connor with the goals that he was scoring in preseason and his vastly improved skating. Not now, because he couldn't be trusted. Both of those guys are in Wilkes-Barre as we start the season. Not even a knock on them. They just weren't going to fit what's needed right now. It was going to be all about trust. Yeah, there are extra bodies that you need to have replacing guys like Jake Gensel, Zach Aston Reese, both of whom are coming off COVID list stays. Uh, That's why Sam Lafferty is here. Otherwise, Lafferty wouldn't have had any prayer. He'll be the first to go down whenever somebody's ready. But the same applies entirely to the blue line, maybe even more so, because we'd all been discussing various things. Who are you going to move to, from the left side to the right side, Pierre-Olivier Joseph, such an important part of the, the blah, 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 blah. None of it happened. None of it happened. Yuso Ricola having a really nice camp. Mike Sullivan really talking up Yuso Ricola. Didn't matter. Gone. Cleared waivers. Wilkes-Barre. Who was going to be the right-handed defenseman to take Cody Cece's place? Same guy I've been saying all along, Chad Ruedel. Not an exciting choice. Not something that gets everyone going, all right, man, Ruedel, yeah, no one does that. 
I don't think they do that in the Rue Weedle household. But here he is. He's going to be the one paired with Marcus Patterson. Third pairing, be out there in situations where they might get favorable face-off assignments to keep them from getting into excessive trouble, but they're both good defensive players. They're both people Sullivan can trust. And when you listen to Sullivan, including his words after practice yesterday, you can get that feel of what I'm talking about here. Uh, I think it's a work in progress. You know, I think there were things in the, in the preseason that we liked, and there's areas where we know we got to get better. And so um, I think it's a work in progress. We, we know we've got a lot of work to do there. It has been a point of emphasis. It will continue to be a point of emphasis uh, because we know that's an aspect of our game where we have to improve. And so um, we're going to do everything within our power to try to make that happen. There's a way that they want to play. There's a way that they need to play. And I don't want to make the lightning out to be completely unbeatable, although you can certainly get that feeling driving through town down here and seeing all of the Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Raiden Point uh, billboards and murals, and man, they love their bolts down here. And they loved them when they weren't champions. It's a really good hockey market. At least it's become that over time, which is a neat thing, incidentally. But they're not unbeatable. The Panthers aren't unbeatable. The Panthers are going to have Bob in net, Sergei Bobrovsky. Sergei Bobrovsky runs and hides under a desk at the mention of the word Pittsburgh. And that goes double in playoffs. But those teams are really good, and you're not going to beat them with this roster by trying to just skate and trade chances with them. You're just not. You're just not. There are times when I have felt Sullivan has taken the concept too far, and I'd rather hear some swag from the man, you know, like, hey, you know, we can do this with those teams too. Well, yeah, you can do that if you're the Penguins and you're going into a game or a series with the lineup the Penguins took into game one against the Islanders in May. That team, that roster could do everything but 10 goal. That team didn't require any sort of asterisk entering the competition. This one, this one does. This one is, it's damaged. It's damaged. For anybody who doesn't know already, Sid won't be playing in this game. He's on the trip. He's down here. Jake won't be playing in the game. ZAR won't be playing in the game. They're also down here. They're all deemed iffy for the Thursday game against the Panthers. But that's a lot of people missing. And that's a lot of Danton Heinen on your first line. And that's a lot of minutes for guys that don't usually get them. Oh, and by the way, it's also a lot of dependency on your goaltending. I feel like over both of these games, regardless of how the Penguins split them, and I expect that they will split them. I think you'll see Jari here tonight, and I think you'll see Casey DeSmith across the state. Those guys have to come through. They have to be the stars. They have to be the stars for this team because this team is missing all of its actual stars. 
And that's why they're playing the way they'll be playing. That's why they're playing the guys that they're playing. Don't get down about this young guy, that young guy. Sullivan hates young guys. He doesn't hate young guys. He won Stanley Cups here with young guys because he trusted young guys. But the trust has to be formed. This is all about trust. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the good people of the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 from you is all it takes for them to produce five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Today's J1Q comes from Ethan, and it's an appropriate one. How big of a step back did the Penguins take in terms of cup potential given the roster changes and absences? Losing Jared McCann, Brandon Tanev, Evgeny Malkin at least to start the year looks devastating to last year's team on paper. Will the additions make up for that, or has the window truly closed? The window. I never know what to do with the window. I had a really good answer for you until you threw the window in there, Ethan. The window is a... It's a thing. It's a real thing. The Penguins have generational talents. The Penguins have a core between Sid, Gino, and Chris Letang that is truly exceptional, that won't be replicated anytime in the near-term future, to say the least. So I understand that There either was a window or is a window, depending on your point of view. But here's what I can't get past. Whether we're talking about a window or we're just talking about the things you initially brought up, the players who have been lost, and whether or not they've been replaced. And that's this. I'm going to repeat this from the first segment. That team that went into Game 1 against the Islanders was a cup contender if it had the goaltending. Not just ordinary goaltending. I'm not being naive. Ordinary goaltending would have beaten the Islanders, given how well the Penguins played overall. It would have taken exceptional goaltending to beat the team that's based down here. So I'm not being like goofy about this. But that group of skaters, playing the way they were, applying the system the way they were, committed to each other the way they were, dude, that was May. That was May. That wasn't May of 2017. It wasn't May of 2009. It was May of this year. Now, yeah, definitely some changes have taken place. I have criticized a good many of those changes. I am not a believer in at least a couple of those changes. Found them more than a little bit disheartening. We'll see if Brock McGinn can replace 
Brandon Tanev. We'll see if Danton Heinen can replace Jared McCann. Oh, I guess I have to throw in there that we'll see if Chad Ruweedle can replace Cody Cece in the way he performed. No way was I getting through this whole thing without mentioning Cece on the day of the opener. Sorry. But yeah, you know, it, it's not the same. It's not the same. But it's also not like, oh no, the window has shut. Every time something goes wrong for the Penguins now, that's the reflexive response that I see, hear, and read from all over. They lose one game and it's window, 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 window. Other teams have competed and won with their cores being older. Or they've gotten really, really close as we've seen Boston in recent years with an even older core. Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara, Tuka Rask, Brad Marchand. This is not an impossible thing. But you had better build up that supporting cast. And I thought the Penguins did a terrific job of doing that last season. Wasted by lousy goaltending. But hey, enough about lousy goaltending. Enough about all that stuff for May and everything else here because it's a new day. It's a new day. Yes, this is going to be a really uphill thing down here, uh, both here in Tampa and across Alligator Alley when they get there. It's going to be tough. They're very likely, the Penguins are, looking at an 0-2 start. Maybe they can get a point or two. That's the way I think they need to approach these games. They need to get the points that are there, get better, get stronger, above all, get healthier, and make another run to qualify for the playoffs. I appreciate the question, Ethan. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do this again tomorrow. We can discuss an actual game, all right? Bye.